Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, it's Friday, which means myself, Troy, and Big Tasty are going to talk about some NXT UK. How are we, fellas? Yeah, good, man. Very good. You? Yeah, very good. I'm just about getting my voice back from popping like a motherfucker watching WandaVision. That's all, oh, that's all I'll say yet. on the matter. Not I'm going to watch it. I'm watching after this. So yeah, no spoilers. I'll fucking break. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, don't want to. I don't want a big tasty crawling through my window like solid snake trying to get. I mean, who'd have guessed? The <laughs> was Captain America's dad. I mean, fuck me. I know. I know, mate. You shot me as well. Um, yeah. Before we do talk about an awesome episode of NXT UK this week with a a takeover level match if not a match of the year candidate in my eyes. Um, where can people find us on social media, please, Ben? Uh, you can go to <coughs> Twitter or the dis- Twitter or Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod, or you can go to Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You can also join our Discord at Untitled Rest Pod, which is recently set up. Um, we can, all of those, you can sort of chat to us about gaming or you can tell us your opinions on matches, any of the shows that you cover. Yeah, get involved. Have a, have, a, have a chat, have a laugh. That's what we're all about. Do it. Right, should we get into it then? Yeah, man. So the show opens with an awesome vignette to really kind of put up, like, sort of solidify the importance of this match between Kaylee Ray and Mako Satamora, where, like, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez are all talking about, like, how good both these women are at the wrestling. Then they are very, very good at the wrestling. Yeah. As if this match didn't already feel massive, you then get this with like all the big ones kind of putting them both over. It's really cool. Yeah. I know Sasha Banks is like, she she's said multiple times, like Kaylee Ray and Mako Satamora are two dream opponents. And I imagine. I'd love once, to see that. Once the world reopens and Sasha's not doing anything after WrestleMania with, um, you know, the fact she's probably going to lose that belt at Mania. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha Banks shown up in NXT UK and had a match with one or both of them. Oh, it's a trick, triple threat, mate. Book it. Oh, it. That'd, be, that'd be good. Do it for that takeover I'm going to, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely up for that. <laughs> so, yeah, then um, the first match of the show is Ilya Dragon on versus Sam Gradwell. Match they've been building quite heavily for weeks like yeah Gradwell yeah, was at ringside like a this few started weeks started on the very first episode I watched um, where Sam Gradwell approached him in the gym and was like ah you're a loose cannon and then literally as soon as he said that every, all the commentators were like ah he's a loose cannon oh loose cannon loose cannon oh loose cannon um, <laughs> yeah. the, the quickest the quickest picked up tag I've ever seen someone achieve in, in pro wrestling like, like like a Russian version of Brian Pillman um, yeah. minus, except minus except the perm except he hasn't got a gun minus the perm his, and the gun he's just going to chop the piss out of you instead yeah. he doesn't need a gun his arms are the gun yeah doesn't need a gun he's a torpedo um, so yeah the, the match itself uh, it, most of it was Gradwell trying to like get Ilya to snap and play mind games with him um, and they, they hyped that up really well the, 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 um, the announcers they said like 
the start of the match. The commentators, they said that um, obviously one of Gradwell's biggest strengths is his ability to get inside his opponent's head. And, yeah. and he is, he's basically saying, isn't he a bit of a dickhead? And, and you're watching him going, yeah, he probably is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd buy that. <laughs> He's, he's uh, like he's, a bully off a kid's TV show that should be called like Muck or something like that. He is, he is, he is, he is both Borg and Skull from Barons. Yeah. yeah, he really is. Um, Rocksteady and Bebop from Turtles. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's like the shit tier, you know, he's not like, he's like the ones that just turn up to like sort of piss you off. If, if he was in a video game, he'd be the first level boss. He goes way on. Yeah. <laughs> be the boss that you only have to like hit once and then the, then the beat. Um, <laughs> so, Illy... Quite early on in the match as well, Ilya busts Gradwell's mouth open with a really stiff-looking knee. Mm. Um, yeah, that was like hard. I, don't, I can't tell if that was hardware, whether he had like a blood capsule in his mouth or something. But I think oh, Ilya's actually <laughs> clocked him as an knee. Come on, the, the, the sound it made. There was no way that was a blood capsule, mate. It was fucking hardly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, every time Ilya's like looking like he's about to snap and he's getting in, like Gradwell's getting in his head. Um, he kind of like stops and calms himself down and then Gradwell takes like control. I like that. That was really cool. That played into the match like continuously throughout and it was just like, I'm not going to prove him wrong. Like I'm not going to prove him right, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was like a bit where um, where Ilya was trying to get in the ring and Gradwell kept just pushing him off the apron and like punching him and Ilya was getting more and more pissed off and you could see, okay, here we go. <laughs> and then Gradwell just like ended up he, he hit like a really nice looking SDO, like spiked Ilya, but it looked, yeah, it was great quality. Really, um, Gradwell. I mean, despite all the horrible things I've said about Sam Gradwell, he's actually a decent wrestler. He's, he's really a really good. good wrestler. I just don't <laughs> like this gimmick they've given him. Yeah, he's better I, when he's in the ring and not like outside the ring screaming nonsense. Like, I do prefer when he's like, I do when <laughs> yeah. he's like the one in the in the like doing the wrestling. It's yeah, a yeah. Lot better than when he's just like spouting bollocks on the outside. <laughs> yeah, um, couldn't agree more. <laughs> so at one point, Ilya like. When he first snaps, he just headbutts Gradwell stiff as anything. Yeah. Um, and then he try he stops himself, tries to calm down. Um, so when they were in the middle of the ring, they had like that kind of test of strength. And yeah. Gradwell was just like, You're failing your family, or you're letting your family down, and he sort of fights out, and then he's like, You're letting your son down, and then he just clocks him with the headbutt. Yeah, um Ilya dumped Gradwell on his head a couple of times with Germans as well, and hit Ooh. like a really a huge ass sent on which he got a load of air time for. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to be the finish, to be fair. Um, he was up there for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ilya misses Torpedo Moscow and hits an exposed turnbuckle as well, which they mentioned. Didn't um, see that. He, 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 he hits a turnbuckle and he sort of comes away with it. Like, Oh, does he? I thought because yeah, so he made the, that the turnbuckle's up and then as he hits it, it goes, I don't know. I don't even know if that was intentional because it didn't play into uh, the rest of the match at all. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. It, they made it out almost like as if Gradwell had, um, had exposed it, it as, as yeah. Ilya did it though on commentary. So I don't know whether it was like a miscue or something. Was, I think it was definitely loose when he hit it, but I don't think, mm. I don't think he hit like the exposed like uh, metal bit. Yeah, either way, the way he, thought, the way he landed on it was fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gradwell and ch- repeatedly chops the back of Ilya's neck, and that's like the trigger for Ilya where <laughs> he snaps. Um, he just made the grad elbows Gradwell, and the ref stops the match. And then I don't, they didn't, they didn't like specifically say, but it sounded like the ref reversed the decision because Ilya wouldn't stop elbowing. Well, yeah, like because the finish of it, he because he did the counting, and then yeah. Ilya didn't stop. That was it. And he, he literally said, "Like ring the bell." 
like after yeah. he'd like finished the count. So I don't mm. know whether that because obviously you know they, they normally futilely ring a bell to, to, to make someone break the hold don't they? But, mm. uh, they sounded yeah. more like an actual. He didn't care. He's just keep he going. Shit. Um <laughs> yeah, Ilya then is like freaking out in the ring. He almost attacks a ref and then he just kind of like snaps out of it and he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And Gradwell's like lying in the ring, just laughing, like saying, I- I've got it out of here, sort of thing. Um, so hang on, before we get into, I, I, I just need to understand the, the train of, I'm trying to get into Gradwell's way of thinking here. So he wants to expose Dragunov as like a psycho head case. Yeah. By getting beat up by him. Now, what does he think the end game of this is when Dragunov becomes a psycho head case? Is he just going to beat him up more? Surely. <laughs> Because yeah, the thing is, he's know. like, is this whole thing, oh, you know, you're a loose cannon, you're a loose cannon. He's already been exposed as that. So what more benefit is him I mean, proving his theory right when we've already seen it? It's not like he's been building and building and he's had to calm himself down try- and we've not he, seen he, it. Is he trying to get him suspended, maybe? Maybe him attacking the ref as part of his plan? Uh, maybe, to- maybe. Possibly. I mean, Sam, Sam Gradwell literally calls himself the Thunderstorm because he's there to ruin people's day. So maybe it's just literally him being a gobshite. I mean, and they did mention <laughs> as well that, it, that he's going to face some sanctions for putting his hands on the other hills. Yeah, and the, the even like when he was trying to apologise, the refs were like, oh, just go back to your locker room uh, and wait for someone to <laughs> go come back see to you. your room. Think about what you've done. Well, it was all, it was almost like him go, like getting sent to the locker room was like he's he's awaiting punishment there sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, and, go and see the headmaster. Yeah, <laughs> got, got to see sit his head the year since Scarlet first. Um, and the other, the so, other side of it needs to go and see Johnny's end big Johnny yeah um, after this we get the second part of um, a vignette for, about a lucky kid which oh, oh boy oh, yes please um, I am so very very excited about this um, because the, they've done a really good job of like building building hype for this guy over two weeks uh, he says his name's Tayaman which they kind of Alluded to, um, it's not his real name as well. Uh, I, I think it is. Do not know. I thought it was like Meta, Metaman or something like that. Um, but yeah, he, um, he's talking about like how, um, he'll do anything to like for his family and to make people fear him. And you just see him like kind of again, it was very sort of like an old, like almost like a film noir detective style show. Uh, Tayaman is a brand new name. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, it also says he's debuting next week. Which, holy shit, that come quick, didn't it? Yeah, we talked about this last week, but next week is like this week we're stuck. Next week is fucking shocker block as well. Yeah, yeah. we've got Tayaman's debut. We've got um, the mixed the, tag. The we've got Bait versus Mastiff. Oh, oh, oh boy, Christ alive! Oh. <laughs> More, just more just give us all the takeover matches on free television it's fine I'm okay with this <laughs> um, after this we go it like goes to like the tea room and Zaya Brookside and Aaliyah G I love this so last yeah. week we talked about like the, 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 the fallout of this match also Troy you, and, you didn't watch last week um, Zaya Brookside beat Nina Samuels so as a result Nina Samuels must be her assistant for a month yeah I remember the week before there was the the fuckery finish their match and they were yeah. like, well, next time there needs to be a stipulation. So, yeah. So, um, they showed like a vignette last week of Nina Samuels carrying all of Zai's bags like, out of the arena. And I right. said to Jay, like, oh, I hope they have some fun with some vignettes for this. And here we go. 
<laughs> yeah, I. Uh, this is as li- literally as well the main thing I wanted from this. Like just, just like a little thirty second thing, just to kind of like show what's going on with it, so they don't just forget about it. Yeah, because yeah. especially if it's a month, and that's only four episodes of NXT UK. Yeah. So why not do it um, this way, where mm-hmm. it's just like a little. Little bit, bit here, a little bit there, just to kind of. So, uh, so just to, to run through this, so Zaya and her friend, is, is that another it was Aaliyah, yeah, Aaliyah James? Yeah, they're having a nice snack in the in the tea room, but it's a little bit dry. So obviously they do what all of us Brits do when we are parched. We require, we request a cup of tea. Um, so Aaliyah's going to go and make it, and then Zaya's like, "Oh no, hang on, don't worry, I got just a thing for this," and just shouts for um, Nina, who I, I like to think contractually not has to be within like five meters of her at all, all times, just in case she needs something. Yeah. Um just Nina to make some cups of tea for her and her friend. Brilliant. Um so Nina goes to the to the um to the tea station, misses putting a tea bag in a cup, if you noticed. Yeah. <laughs> then puts it in Why a, would a she w- she's always had someone to do it for it. Exactly. She's got I mean, she probably doesn't even know how to make it. I I'm actually she a shite cup, to be fair. You wouldn't be asking. <laughs> um <laughs> So she puts a tea bag in a WWE mug, which is important. And as the kettle's boiling, she gets some what looks like Himalayan pink sea salt. I was gonna expensive. say, yep, that's, that's definitely that's what it how was. Upper class, like <laughs> Nina Samuels is. She doesn't get normal salt. She doesn't get table salt. Fuck that noise. She gets Himalayan rock salt. <laughs> um, and she puts a load of salt into the WWE mug that has the um, that she's been preparing. She doesn't. So she makes two cups. She salts one of them, and um, she makes the tea. And we cut back and we see her like delivering the tea back to the table to the two women. Unfortunately for Benina, um, Aaliyah has to go at this point. So she's like, oh, no, don't worry, I've got to run. Um, I'm, I'm all right. And she just gets off. And then... Um, it says to Nina, Zaya, you can have that cup of tea. Yeah, Zaya just takes the other cup, like the non-salted one, and um, yeah. starts drinking it. And um, Nina turns away and does her best, like Disney villainess, like scowl as the camera cuts yeah. away, which is pretty nice. <laughs> Enjoy that. I, I love this. It was great. Yeah. Um, more of this, please. Because um, she's she's like a proper like panto villain, Nina Samuels, and she, she's fucking yeah. brilliant. She's, she's got a great, she's got a great like foiled face, like a great oh curses, you know, yeah, meddling kids, etc. That's it. I'm I'm hoping like the, the result of this as well is obviously like she's being humbled by Zaya. I, I'm hoping like after that month, Nina Samuels absolutely annihilates her. Yeah, like go. This is what like kind of like is a breaking point, and she goes off the handle and just goes on a tear. Um, we then go to what's quickly becoming my favourite segment whenever it comes on the Supernova sessions with Noam Dar. So good. Um, Considering when they first announced this, me and you were just like, fuck this. This is going to be nonsense. I fucking hate this. It's like (laughs) if Aaron had a talk show. (laughs) It really is, isn't it? It is like (laughs) Noam Dar's reading fan reviews and then the the first one's like, like you can tell he's written them himself and then the third he's like, Get a haircut, you're not funny. And he, he goes to him, he goes, Oh, oh that, that, that's the last of the reviews. Don't worry about that. <laughs> he just like, he just, like sort of rips them up and throws them off to one side. It's just like, Yeah, no more of them. Um, he then brings out Tyler Bates, who comes out looking like fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. The fucking he's robe. Like a, what was that? He's got like a robe on and sandals. He's gone, and he's, he's, gone like, he's gone like full middle period Brian Kendrick, hasn't he? At this point. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was. I mean, he's probably auditioning for that Obi Wan TV series we're hearing about. <laughs> um, so he's got the beard now. <laughs> he's got the hair as well, to be fair. Um, <laughs> so no, no one's asking um, Tyler about Zen and to explain it. Tyler does like how it's it's kind of like 
accepting things and not like letting it sort of change your mood. Um, no, I'm just spends a whole thing then trying to push Tyler's button and getting snapped. Um, his understanding of it is basically so no matter how hard someone pisses you off you don't react to it <laughs> yeah and I love the fact as well that Noam Dar was like literally getting more and more pissed off because <laughs> he wouldn't react to it <laughs> it's when he turned around at one point he was like how old are you now 14 <laughs> yeah and he's like 23 now that's quite funny him with a lovely um, a lovely vegan spread as well well, yeah, when he, when he asks him about be, being a vegan, he says, so if two vegans fight, is it considered beef? <laughs> Tyler Bate was pissing himself. Uh, he then yeah, he gives him a vegan meal, which is just broccoli. And he he, carry, he drops it as well. And, as and then stands on it. And stands on it. And then he carries it like, he carries it like, it's, it's like a dead rat or something. Yeah, then, so after, after, after he drops it, he's like, oops, butterfingers. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to say butter. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't then, pick up on that. <laughs> and then he says, um, he, he goes to, I think it was literally just known that trying to make Tyler Bate laugh this segment. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he goes to get like a big, like, like you were, oh, he needs garnish. He gets like a handful of spinach leaves. It's fucking more than a handful. It's like well, a bin bag. It's, <laughs> it's like he's carrying it with both hands. Yeah. And, he it on Tyler, <laughs> and Tyler just picks one up and he goes, oh, really like this. <laughs> um, He's then getting more and more annoyed that Tyler won't like bite. Uh, he brings up like Tyler failing against Aiken. He's like, "Oh, it's fine. This is what kind of put me on this journey." Um, and he, that, Tyler then brings up the match with Dave Master, and he said, "Because I lost the Aiken in a Heritage Cup Rules match, I want I want this match against Dave Master to be a Heritage Cup Rules match." That's awesome. I'm really glad with the yeah. comment. Yeah, really. Dave really Master one bomb for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they kind of like square off, and Noam's like made up that he's like finally got Tyler to like rise to it. Um, Tyler's talking about like the thing with like about fear, and he goes to do Bob. Noam absolutely shits it and like cowers on the couch. And then uh, Tyler just like drops it and go goes, See, that's what fear does, and then goes, Now play the funky music. <laughs> he's like, and There's Noam, your exclusive. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm like literally like shaking on the couch with anger. And Ty- as Tyler walks off, um, he-, he had like a panda cake on the table, which he kept <laughs> kept bringing up as well, saying, um, oh, yeah, I'd offer you some of the panda cake, but, you know, it's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when, when like, when Tyler's basically gotten over on him, he just trashes his set. Um, so he just, he just obliterates the panda cake first. Yeah, he like, starts just punching them. the panda cake, <laughs> gets a cutting and throws it at, around. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love this. I'm, I'm guessing this is probably leading to a Noam Dar Tyler beat match as well, which I'm okay yeah, with. I'm, I'm yeah. down with that, yeah. Noam Dar's not been in the ring for months, has he? No, he's only he's pretty much exclusively been doing the Supernova sessions, hasn't he? Yeah. Maybe he's got an injury or something. Last match he had was in the Heritage Cup. Like the first it round. Was it was against Aikid, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the opening round. No, I thought it was the, the opening round. He went out in the first one, I think. Oh, shit, yeah, he did, because we yeah. thought we were shocked because it was like Aikid. We, like, we thought we were going to get him and... and was like yeah. no, the favourite. We, we thought we were going to get Trent and Dar because of their little ex- exchange at the start, but it, it didn't happen maybe, he went out in the first round. Maybe when Aikid there, Uma blasted him, he shoot injured him. <laughs> he was like wrapping him up like a fucking pretzel um, <laughs> so 
bit. Uh, we then go to like a little vignette in the training, uh, the performance center, and it's Ben Carter um, training with James Mason, like, and he's talking about how he's he trained in the USA, but he never got to train in the UK and do the British style, so he, he's here to learn that, which is really cool because yeah, like he's got he's got sort of a lot of the high flying aspect of it, and he's got a few like little bits like inspired by American and Japanese stuff. And it's, cool. it's quite nice to get an insight into him as well because, like, he obviously he's he's British. He talks the British accent. He's he's you know he was born in, in Jersey. He grew up in the UK. But as you said, he he learned to wrestle in America. So yeah, he's come back to. You'd expect like obviously him to be a British wrestling heritage, but he's not, and he's come back to learn that now, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, like, and yeah. It, you can even see it in his style, like how he's he's adopted more of a sort of like slower pace at times, just to sort of it makes like when he does something like an effortless flip or an effortless splat, it makes it mean a lot more because like he, he, was, he was doing it effortlessly and like in, in the match he had in AW, as good as it was, um, there was certain times when he was doing stuff and it almost didn't mean as much because he was doing it all match. Whereas now when he does bust that out, it's like, Oh, holy shit, look at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we said like the last match he had, it was a lot more technical and ground-based than we were initially mm. expecting, but obviously this is sort of the direction he wants to move in, and, and like you say, he just bust, I, out the, bust out the big chairs when he needs to. The, the thing is, as well, like, you you look at Ben Carter, and he's like, he's definitely a guy who, because he's got, like, he's picking up this style very quickly, and he's already got, like, other aspects of his game pretty much nailed on. Mm. He's someone you kind of, and he's ridiculously young, he's like 22, 23. He's yeah, someone yeah. you can see is going to be like one of the like top names in the industry in like 10 years time yeah absolutely cool. it's cool to kind of be on that journey with him yeah 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 uh, speaking of people who were on the journey with Aaliyah James then there's like a vineyard and again she's very very young and yeah. she said this was always a goal but she didn't realize it was going to come this quick um she's talking about like how she's inspired by people like uh, Melina and Letha um, and then she's she kind of like shows like a lot of her, uh, athleticism and gymnastic ability and training. That makes um, you feel old, doesn't it? When someone says like growing up, like Mickey James is their favorite wrestler. Like, oh, Mickey Jesus James, Christ. that was it as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm starting to feel my age now. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aaliyah James, um, no relation to Mickey, is someone <laughs> who, from what I've seen of her so far, is very exciting. Yeah. They've been doing this the last few weeks, these little vignettes, these little videos, giving you like a bit of an insight to people that aren't necessarily getting a lot of TV time where you may have seen them in one or two matches. But it's pretty cool, like I say, like she comes across as uh, like really, really cool and uber talented, like really athletic. Um, but we yep. got one the other week with... Uh, Danny Luna. That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's really good introducing these people. Yeah, yeah. Um... Do you then go to another vignette of Isla Dawn just doing witch things? Um, Some Ouija board conjuring shiz. Being a little spoopy. Yeah. <laughs> spooky um, gal. But I, again, like it's it's quite cool to kind of going more in depth with that character because it was like previously they've kind of just had her as like she's a kickboxer, but she's also a witch. Yeah. Whereas now they're actually because now they're actually reasons. going they're going down that road of sort of having her. Um, like do, do we, more do stuff we, like that, do witch yeah. things, yeah, yeah, do more spooky bollocks. You can tell her, you can um, tell her she's a witch, but unless we see her do witch things, then it doesn't really mean anything. But yeah, <laughs> um, clearly she's a uh, ready for fucking one division as well. 
<laughs> hand movements and shit like that. Um, I couldn't make out any of the stuff. She was like, "Oh, it, it's so." It, there was um, there was some Ouija board stuff. I couldn't make out like what the what the words were that, that it was pointing to. I but imagine they're going like, to slowly reveal her. It finished on her looking into a crystal ball, and you could see a tarot card in there, which was the High Priestess. So I don't know if that's like a, a mm. persona she's going to adopt or a, a name she's going to start going by, or you know, I'm sure there'll be more of this to follow. Well, there's a higher power. Yeah, higher power. It was me all along. Hey, Paige's mum comes out with a witch hat. Um, <laughs> Sarah Del Rey is the high, is the high priestess. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool if it was Sarah Del Rey. That's giving everyone ray guns. Um, so, after this, we get uh, Smith and Carter versus Williams and Jordan. And I thought this was a really fun match. Um, yeah, well, I yeah. love this. Really good. So well, I'd, um, seen, I'd seen Smith and Carter in that four-man tag. That four-team tag, sorry. Uh, that four-team tag. I'd never seen um, Williams and Jordan, and goddamn, they're really fun to watch. Kenny Williams, uh, NWO, Marco, our friend Marco Connor. He um, looks exactly like someone me and Jano. It's terrifying. Um, <laughs> he literally looks exactly like Ben's old flatmate. <laughs> Uh, except my flatmate wasn't as much of a low-key heel. It's just going to be fair. Yeah, he's turning I mean, he sometime, and he come on, it's <laughs> got a turn. It's going to do I mean, it. He, he was, he was, he was running heel. He was like this, was like the old raspberry. Ripple. It was like a nice vanilla face, mm. like base ice cream, and then he was just cutting in with like little bits of heel raspberry. It, Fucking it, sour raspberry. It, <laughs> they've been doing this for a couple of um, a couple of months now, where they sort of slowly been teasing that Kenny's going to turn on a mirror and. And me is just like sort of blissfully unaware of it. It's beautiful. Um, it's my kicking a puppy when he turns in. It? It's gonna be horrible. Yeah, because Amir Jordan's like <laughs> literally like the most baby faced person in NXT UK at the moment. I think. <laughs> yeah. So like just getting him, it's like oh poor Amir. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, the Carter and Williams start. They use a lot of like speedy counters for one another, and then Carter just manages to like manages to tag Smith in. He like does like a, a sort of chop lock on uh, Williams, and as Williams is getting back to his feet, uh, Ashton Smith just flattens him. <laughs> Ashton Smith also in new gear. Um, he comes in. I mean, he, he comes in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, like, to, to, to quote the popular song, <laughs> he does. Um, um, he's still like a diet ra- diet rampage round, though, isn't he? Yeah, well, rampage training him, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's one of Rampage's students, which is why he's just like Rampage Light. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, J- Jordan there tags in. He ends up getting isolated by Smith and Carter for a lot of the early part of the match. And you can just see Kenny Williams growing more and more frustrated on the apron throughout the match. Like, he, keep, he keeps going for a tag. And then, like, there's one bit where he goes for a tag and Mia's, like, got Smith and, like, he's in control of Smith. And so Mia just carries on. And you can see Kenny's like, oh, come on. Get on with it. (laughs) And then every time, like, Amir's about to, like, make the hot tag and he gets beaten down, you see Kenny getting more and more pissed off about it. Like, Mm. not, like, trying to, like, sort of, like, rile up his partner to make the hot tag. He's just like, for fuck's sake, this guy. Um, (laughs) Kenny then eventually does make the hot tag. Um, He hits a springboard elbow and a code red on Smith and then, Amir and Kenny hit stereo dives on both Smith and Carter. Um, they get they get them in the uh, Smith in the ring, and Kenny hits like a really weird, like modified face, like a wheelbarrow face buster. It looked great. Yeah, that looked really cool. Um, and Amir hits a swanton. Carter just about makes the save. Um, they throw 
throw Kenny out the ring and Smith and Carter hit the assistant 450 onto Amir. Uh, Kenny just about breaks that up. Um, Jordan and Carter then trade roll-ups and as like Carter's got like a really nice sort of jackknife cover with like a really nice bridge on it, Kenny, Kenny just kind of like cuts his leg out and Amir like grab like manages to count the, the momentum to kind of roll over and yeah, yeah. Uh, for the win and Oliver Carter did not look happy about this. Fuming. He was not happy, buddy. Because um, he was like, think, he was like think, telling think, the ref. I think, crucially, uh, Amir didn't see what happened. He just thought he yeah. reversed the pin. Um, so, obviously, the story going forward is going to be, obviously, Williams is going to be getting increasingly heelish until he's just like full-on fucking chairs on people on the outside. And Amir Jordan's just not going <laughs> to see anything. He's like, oh, I'm just really good at wrestling. I just keep winning. It's great. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that based on something that happened a little bit later on, which we'll talk about in a second because it, it does literally happen almost immediately after this um, I've get the impression they're probably going to end up getting to having a title match against Pretty Deadly and Amir's not going to be Kenny's not going to be able to out cheat Pretty Deadly because yeah. they are the master cheats yeah mm. um, That's and what then he's going to take it out on Amir yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. there'll only be one of them trying to cheat as opposed to both the Pretty Deadly will be on the ball won't they so yeah, yeah. I mean Harley and Stoke are like deals and cheats the fucking brilliant. Like some of the <laughs> some of the shit hours they did against Gallus was beautiful. Um uh, we there's a video package before we get to the other Amir and Kenny thing, um, where it's just kind of hyping up the Ginny and Connors and Niven and Stars vignette um match next week. Um Ginny and cool. Connors. Yeah, yeah. first ever mixed tag match on <laughs> for NXT UK. Good shit. Yeah, I really like this pairing of Ginny and Joseph Connors as well. Like yeah. Yeah. Ginny is fantastic. She's one of the best characters they've got, I think, in NXT UK. And it, mm. it's cool that she they're kind of keeping this feud alive with Piper Niven while doing stuff with other people who aren't really being used, much like Jack Stars and Joseph Connors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I like Joseph Connors. It's like the sort of like sort of big dumbish brute who's literally just doing what he's told. He's like <laughs> sort of yeah. being he's sort of just been he's always been pointed in the right direction and been told like just go and murder that person, go, go and sort that out really. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I lo- I love the fact that they're all that they they basically like uh, acting like they're better than Niven and Stars as well. Like they literally call them both losers and yeah. You, at one point you referenced the fact that Jack Stars was like the gatekeeper of NXT UK for such a long time. Mm. Um, he was like not even the gatekeeper, more like a welcome map because he just got flattened and walked all over in the first match. Yeah, yeah. Got like Got a murder done on him by Vault. They got a murder done on him by Rampage. More like, um, more like the doorbell. Like you just hit him and like the door opened. <laughs> Not <laughs> anymore. Knocking on the door. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because um, Jack Stars is looking like he's finally going to get be getting a decent little storyline here. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, I like I like the chemistry him and Piper as well. Like it was a little mm. bit awkward, but in a, like in like a funny way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you tell like it, awkward best mates. <laughs> yeah, it was like they've been, they've clearly been thrown together, but you're like, oh yeah, we're friends. <laughs> um, speaking of people who are definitely not friends, uh, Amir and Kenny then come into the back <laughs> celebrating, um, and they get asked about like Amir Jones eating like all the numbers for this promo, hasn't he? Yeah, he's all Amir, over the place, Amir, isn't he? <laughs> Amir Jones still on like the high of getting a win. Um, which it's great because he's like that after every win, isn't he? Yeah. He beat he beat T Bone when he had no right to beat T Bone. And like <laughs> Kenny was furious that he beat T Bone and he was a meal was like, Yes, <laughs> I've done it. It's like a kid in um, a sweet shop. 
they, they say they're going to be facing Andrews and Webster next week. And if they beat former tag champions, that's kind of like on the road to them getting a shot of pretty deadly. Um, obviously, they kind of bring up the fact that um, that they went in the fatal four-way crucially because Kenny was injured. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm, I like as well that they're putting them against like babyface teams. So it yeah. means when... When, when Kenny Williams up against howls with fuckery, it looks even worse. Yeah. yeah. And when they do come up against a heel team yeah. who are going to out-cheat them because they've only got one heel, whereas the heel team have two, mm-hmm. it's even better because it's like, it's just planting all these seeds. Yeah, um, very clever. I'm excited for that. This then brings us to one oh, of the on, most... Important, at, the end of the pro, at the end of the promo, a little, a little detail I really like. They are still running off. Uh, Amir Jordan shouts that he wants to go get five guys. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it reminds so me. Of... A, I mean, look at him. He's not having a milkshake, is he? He's having a uh, sing, <laughs> sing, single burger, small fries, with your chair, <laughs> and, a, and a glass of water. It reminded yeah. me of the um, the thing from NXT this week with Johnny Gargano, where he's like, oh, right, Sonic, we're going to, I can't remember what the restaurant we're going was. Jesus. We're going to Chucky e. Cheese's. <laughs> when, he, when he's painting the plants and he takes a. He takes a ten dollar bill off, and he and he this for the arcade. <laughs> I, I, I now I now have to know what a major Jordan's five guys order is. I might tweet him. <laughs> I think you should tweet him right now, just Do in it. case he tweets you back by the end of the podcast. Because uh, we've got we've got one more match left, um, <laughs> and, what and that a is match. one of the most hype matches in NXT, um, just in general, not even yeah. NXT UK, NXT in general, um, and that is Mako Satomura the final boss versus Kaylee Ray for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Right. I was... Because I thought, like, I thought, having watched this, like, this match, I thought I had accidentally gone back in time and was watching 2004 Hollywood movie Million Dollar Baby. So that was the last time I saw <laughs> that much woman-on-woman violence. <laughs> I was I was half expecting, like, Clint Eastwood to go out and turn what life's going to be enough after this match. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, it, was, it, was fuck, it was fucking it brutal. Was stiff, wasn't it? Um, yeah. They did the tail of the tape at the start. I didn't realise Satomura's debut was in 1995 mm-hmm. and she was yeah. on an episode of Nitro, age 17. <laughs> fucking hell. Mad that, isn't it? Mental. Kaylee Ray wasn't was even hell- born by then. WCW was a hell of a yeah. drug. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, the, year, that, that's the year that podcast, my fellow podcaster Aaron was born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, um, it's it's crazy to think when looking back, some of the talent who've been in WCW that you don't even think of, like Michael Satamore. I yeah. had no idea until he put those. Jesus, really? Wow. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, early on in the match, um, like they, they give this a really big fight feel as well. Like they did the whole um, them like standing either side of each other with the Kaylee holding the belt belt on the big screen and the spotlight just on I really like how they do that big screen thing with like the title on the back they did it for all the yeah. time much I've seen so far in, in, um, in NXT UK and they put like the, the you know they have, like the, the pre-fight yeah. graphic with the two competitors yeah. and the belt in the middle well, they, that looks, it makes it look really like, yeah. super they have it on takeovers or at least they have it on pay-per-views I know they did it for like a few manias and stuff where they have like the either person in the belt and stuff like that but they the did it for Balor and Dunder didn't they on yeah. takeover yeah the fact they're doing it for this is yeah really really good it gives it like a like a, a doing boxing match or MMA match sort of feel yeah. you know it gives it that sort of like huge show sort yeah, of yeah. You know, big big prize gives fight it an air of legitimacy that's yeah. it deservedly so man yeah and yeah th- this match did not disappoint 
at all. In fact, it probably ex- exceeded my expectations of what it was going to be. I'd say so, yeah. Um, They've been given a decent amount of time for this as well. Yeah, they've got, they got, they got, they got, yeah, they got a good they got a good twenty minutes. Uh, yeah. it was like forty like quarter to the hour, it was like quarter to like forty five yeah. minutes on the clock by the time this match started. That's and it. then it was like a ten minute overrun as well on the show. So yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, they really they um, really give them the time to shine, which is nice. Yeah. Mako's music again. I've gotta say it, it's so good. So so good. Yeah, it is. Just absolutely slapped. Um <laughs> Early on in the match, both women are just kind of like trading arm holds, like feeling each other out, um, and both kind of trying to target the arm. Um, Mako just kicks the fuck out of Kaylee Ray dead early on, and Kaylee Ray just responds by chopping the shit out of Mako. Um, the first, the first big like um, sort of moment where you thought Kaylee Ray, Kaylee Ray's reign was in doubt was when Mako lost in a, a STF, and Kaylee just makes it to the rope, and then. Mako's response to that is to just kick the shit out of Kaylee Ray's legs. Um, <laughs> just, all right, well, you're not walking. Um, they, they kept, thankfully, they didn't do this too much, but they kept going on about how various women were in the crowd. Um, they did it for Pipe and Niven and, I believe, Amel as well. Um, I quite like that. They um, so what they do is they show like just in the corners mm, of like they, the studio, they show women just like having a little look. The, it was more subtle this time because yeah, the last few times say, they've the, done it, they're going back to it like literally every couple of minutes. Like, oh look, there's such and such on the screen. When they well, did they the did, they did, and they didn't see the focus, they, they just sort of had them in the background. So as the camera panned around, you just sort of mm. saw them in the corner. Yeah, which, yeah, like one yeah. of them had like blue, like blue lighting, and it made it, it made it seem a bit like yeah. a like a like a, first, a stage on a fighting game where like the characters just wander in to have a little goosey, see what's going on. <laughs> this is, a, this is if you're in the women's division of NXT UK, this is a match you've got your eye on because it's you know the implications. Mm. Yeah. So it makes sense um, that the other women would want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the other Eva Valkyrie uh, watching up from like a podium and like a blue light on it because she doesn't yeah. have Zoom because she's a Viking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Kaylee Ray applies the Koji clutch. Uh, she keeps going back to this move as well, and then they just keep, again Mako manages to like get out of it. Eventually, she like rolls rolls up um she ro- like rolls out of it um and then they end up trading more strikes again just literally hitting the shit out of each other um Kaylee Ray hits a really nasty looking like crossbody across Mako's knees and then mm. it's like a hanging DDT off the apron Mako barely gets in um like, sorry, gets back onto the apron and Kaylee's trying to fucking gory bomber onto the apron because why not? <laughs> um, You've done everything else in this match. Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah. Um, Mako manages to reverse it into, and hits a Death Valley driver onto the apron. That looked um, good. A Death Valley bomb. Sorry, Death Valley bomb. Um, Is there a difference? I think no. it's just harder. Because <laughs> it's, it's on the apron. Because it's on the apron. No, no, it's, it's actually... I think it's... I think it's... I think it's... Do you jump or do you... Death Valley Driver, you're dropping them on like the neck, whereas Death Valley Bomb, you're dropping them on the back. Oh, like you roll oh, okay. through with it. I think I see if I remember rightly. Um, yeah, both women just about get in the ring for nine. So, um, it's really what's really cool about this, and it really sets the tone for the rest of the match is um, Kelly Ray's obviously it's a make or get back in the ring first. Kelly Ray's on the outside at nine, and she could easily, if she wanted to, have won them, have retained the title by just getting counted out. That's what I like thought. At that point, she could she could have just she could have just took, took the tank out and, and kept all the title, but she gets back in the ring because she wants. It's not about retaining the title. This is about proving the truth. Yeah, than, than make herself more, which is, yeah. I thought I thought was really cool. 
Kaylee Ray is such a compelling character in the sense that they've made her like this devious heel, but then she's that stubborn that she like she called out Mako Satamora saying she wants the best in the world, yeah. and Mako came knocking, and she's that stubborn. She's like, well, I'm gonna have to beat her because mm. I've, fucking I've called asked her for out. It. I've yeah. asked for it, so I've got to beat her properly. So even yeah. though she's like a sort of any mean, she she reminds me a lot of Edge. She's very much like. Yeah. Ultimate opportunist, yeah, yeah, but yeah, she'll yeah. she'll face the consequences of her own actions, like that's it. yeah, and, and, tr- and trust herself to overcome them, which is pretty, which is something you don't see a lot in, in, in wrestling from heels. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they get back in the ring and Mako starts working over Kaylee Ray's neck, which is always always uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> she's like that cartwheel knee drop just across the back of Kaylee yeah, Ray's neck. Nasty. Um, and then there's a bit where like Mako sets Kaylee up for a. Um, uh, Saito suplex Kaylee Ray just elbow and Mako in the face and Mako just ignores it and hits it anyway <laughs> it looks I mean, that she, re- she really sold like the, the desperation to get out of that move as well it made the move yeah. seem huge when she hit it yeah there was, a, there was a lot of stuff like little things in this match as well which were like made it 10 times better than what it would have been mm. I think like and still, yeah, I mean, it was just, stuff like just like, like the, the psychology and like the, the way both women sold how dangerous the other one was at all times and like yeah. they were th- so, they were genuinely like afraid of the rocking in certain moves which makes the, the move seem huge and like really damaging and mm-hmm. dangerous which is good yeah some of Kaylee Ray's facial expressions in this match as well like really kind of like you could see her like unraveling and getting more and more desperate that she had to like win yeah um so, so yeah, uh, Kaylee hits, uh, manages to reverse. Like uh, Mako's like charging in the corner. Kaylee gets a foot up, uh, hits a tornado DDT, and locks in the Koji clutch again. Uh, Mako eventually gets a foot on the rope after like reversing it into a roll up, and then Kaylee kicking out, and then Mako barely gets a foot on the rope. And- so in that one, Mako was trying to like rope, like leverage it into a pin as well, but Kaylee was being yeah. really like clever with her positioning and like moving her body really, really well to sort of block it, which was which was quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Kaylee, Kaylee Ray's face when she sees that Mako's got a foot on the rope is like, it looks like she's <laughs> defeated. Like she looks like she's she looks the first distraught. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Kaylee Ray goes up top, uh, teasing the squanton. Um, Satamora kicks a leg out and then hits a bicycle kick on the top, followed by a Death Valley driver again. Kaylee Ray, like when when um, Mako pulls her off the top. Kaylee Ray's like desperately like reaching for the rope she manages mm. to grab and she's like literally clinging on with her fingertips and then Mako eventually does hit it uh, just again really sells like the sort of desperation not to not not to let the sort of tide shift on the match um, yeah. Mako goes up top for a frog splash Kaylee Ray gets her knees up but crucially hurts her own knee that was injured in the match with yeah, Piper she, she, she sells that really well like because it looked horrible like the collision not for both yeah. people for both women Full when no one makes comes down yeah yeah, and she did, yeah. she did well, a very good job of selling the, the knee injury there ju- just to quickly fill in a gap for you there Big Tasty on why that was so important was when she had a match with Piper Niven she like faked the knee injury basically um, and then Piper Niven started working over the knee and then she like legit got injured mm-hmm. and um and basically just claw the way to winning it with like one leg, essentially. And so, and it's not been that long since that match. So she's obviously yeah. not had time to really recover from it. And um, Mako was working over the knees earlier in the match. But when she was and Mako was kicking the shit out of her knees yeah. just to make it a good measure. Um, Kaylee Ray hits a gory bomb for two. And um, I thought it was over there. Um, Kaylee yep. Ray then misses a swan. Well, there, was like, there was like a delayed cover, wasn't it, on the first gory bomb? Oh, she, she couldn't make quite, it over. Yeah, she, she couldn't. She couldn't, she couldn't quite. 
yeah, she couldn't quite capitalise and she couldn't quite get in position to make the cover. But they've protected that so well. Yeah. That it was like, oh shit, okay, someone's actually kicked out of this. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, Kaylee Ray misses Swanton and then Mako goes for Scorpio Rise and Kaylee Ray manages to reverse that into another gory bomb attempt and Mako reverses that into a code red. And again, I thought that was a quality. Um, I love how they I love how they didn't call it a code red because they're not allowed to to tin anything. Oh, yeah. is that why? They just called it a pinning they just called it a pinning situation or something like that. <laughs> it's like a sunset sick. bomb, isn't it? It's a sunset yeah. flip power bomb, basically. It's a sunset flip bomb, yeah, yeah but it's the code red. Amazing red did it first. Ah right. Mm-hmm. Um and then Mako goes for another Death Valley bomb. Um Kaylee Ray manages to reverse that into a gory bomb, hits the move, and shocks everyone and wins because I thought Mako was me, a I lot to win this Mako match. Mako was walking out of that with the belt. Damn. Um yeah, Kay- uh Kaylee Ray then kind of like they bow to each other and show each other massive respect. Yeah. Kaylee Ray holds the belt up. Uh, I reckon she's probably losing that to Eva Valkyrie now. And that's yeah. like it, the last two Kaylee Ray title defenses, they did like the thing on the screen in the Ginny one. And they had uh they had Aoife like watching in this one. It it seems like that's the road we're going down. Mm. Um, I mean, takes the belt off her, it's getting the getting all that fucking push, like that momentum, that credibility, yeah. that you know. Yeah. I think I think Sashimora will get that belt eventually. She will, yeah. But I think not just yet. Because she's properly signed, isn't she? Like she's, she's, she has she had been for a yeah. while, didn't she? She's signed on for a while, but they only announced her a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. Um guessing that was sort of pandemic travel related. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I'm not too sure because I'm sure that Mako Satamura already has a house in the UK because she's been like oh, resident okay. in the UK for years. I know she's been oh, in progress okay. for a lot, hasn't she? And sort of bits and bobs. So yeah, she was um the world champion for Fight Club Pro, I think, which is Trent Seven's uh, promotion. Um, progress world champion as well. She was she's women's champion in progress. Yeah. She's like she was like the men's world champion. Uh, really? In in a uh, Fight Club Pro, yeah, she'd be Pete Dunn for it. Fucking hell. Which the fact that there's a Mako Satamora and Pete Dunn match out there makes me need to hunt to hunt that down. <laughs> yeah, man. Because <laughs> that would be absolute murder. Um <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm really excited to see where they go with the women's division because that's like the kind of crown and achievement for Kaylee Ray as women's champion. Where because we, we were talking about obviously with the pandemic and Kaylee Ray not wrestling for like seven months, it, it wasn't necessary. Like she'd had a lackluster title reign because she'd beat some fucking huge names and she's been booked really well, but she needed something to really cement solidify and cement yeah, that one, yeah. one big victory that one like so you can hang your hat on and be like this is, the, this is like the, the, the defining that's like I beat the end salary. boss <laughs> I yeah, don't need yeah. to do anymore I'm longest reigning women's champion and I've beaten the end boss everything from us after yeah forget I mean, it. That's that's it. It. It's, it's, it's sort of easy to discredit the reign because obviously the pandemic and say well you're, you're in wrestling for a lot of it um, but if you say well I had this long reign and then I beat Mako Satomura <laughs> it's like okay alright yeah, fair enough that, that, that sort of legitimizes <laughs> it a lot more yeah I'm going to make a very bold prediction here for Kaylee Ray in that Tony Storm's going to win that NXT women's title Kaylee Ray is going to lose the NXT UK women's title and then go and take the NXT women's title off Tony like she did Ooh. with the NXT UK women's yes, title. Yes, please. I'd love that. Because um, Kaylee Ray is kind of like almost babyface at this point, isn't she? Yeah. After that match. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it'd be cool to like reverse the roles. Obviously, she like kind of 
exiled Tony Storm from NXT UK by doing the whole knee injury thing to her. Mm. He pilgrimized my leg. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited to see where they go. Mm. Um, I mean, do I have to ask highs and lows? I think it's, we're probably going to be in unison on this one. Yep. It's just the main event, obviously. Um, yeah. My low would be not something that was on the show, but something that wasn't on the show, if that makes sense. Yeah, go on. I'm just a bit bummed that we didn't see anything from Pretty Deadly a week after the title. Mm. Would have been nice. I know, I know, it's, I know it's a tight show, but it would have been nice to sort of follow that up. Even a little video package, like a celebration thing. Or just have them, have them come out ringside and, you know, just watch the, the tag match or something. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they kind of do that a lot though with NXT UK where they'll have like a big match. Like we, we probably won't see Kaylee Ray now for like about two or uh-huh. three weeks at least. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I haven't yeah. seen Jordan Devlin since he beat Dave Mastiff, have we? You know, we haven't seen Yeah. We we've we've literally seen Volta once since um oh sorry, twice since uh, the Ilya match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't seen him at all since he beat AK a couple of months ago. So mm. Yeah, they they kind of do that a lot. They, it's it's cool in a way because it make it makes like a title match mean more. I think because it's like okay, they've won that grueling match, and now they're off TV to kind of sell the fact that they're recovering from it. Yeah, I mean just a, just a little quick like thirty second vignette, like just pretty deadly saying you know pretty deadly on top oh, yeah. where you had a show the belts off being Tories, you know whatever they do. <laughs> oh fuck something. Um, <laughs> Burn and 50 pound notes with some poor people. Badger baiting <laughs> with the fucking belts on. Fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, did you have a low, Troy? Um, no, I haven't. I, I didn't either. I, I don't do think. not have a low for this week. No, but even, I do see even, big taste these points. Yeah, uh, even the Sam Grouch stuff was good. So, you know, there was yeah. nothing you can, there's nothing you can talk about like in terms of what they presented. Nothing they gave you. It's not a case of, imagine if this, like, I'm going to go a little uh, esoteric here. Imagine if, like, you know, you're at a party and you ask someone to go to the buffet and do your spread, do your little plate. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't wrong with anything they brought back for you. They just maybe didn't get you the sausage rolls that you wanted as well. <laughs> but everything, everything but, they brought back. with everything else on the plate, though. Yeah, they got, they got you good. the ribs, they got you the chicken wings, got you a bit of cheese and crackers. <laughs> they got you the mini pizzas. They, took, they nailed all the that. They got you just a couple of mini they sausage rolls. The, if they really tie it together. The cocktail yeah. six with the cheese and the pineapple on. They got yeah, you plenty of those. Just, they, you just look at the table like, oh, I want to maybe like that as well, but this is all fun. This is all great. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent uh, show as always. Yes. Uh, and I'm very excited for next week's. Uh, before we wrap this up, fellas, um, Big Tasty, where can we go for our beer and bearding needs, please? Well, if you head over to thatchface.com, I hear sales are popping off. Um, and you should get in as soon as possible and get on that, forget on that thatchface train. Uh, you can get some wonderful beard oils, brushes, apparel, flip flops, beanies, t shirts, a lot. And even better news, you can use the code TROYXL85 to get 20% off and even better news is that a portion of all the sales goes to testicular cancer charities so it's for a great cause so there's really no reason not to uh, head over there if you have some beard stuff and if you need some beer you can go to topperbrewing.com where we all you can buy beer from our shop direct to your door uh, we have new beers being added all the time we've got another coming one next week so there'll be brand new beers going up the week after next so keep an eye out on our social medias always stay up to date with the new releases and uh, Troy, where can people find us on social media? Uh, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter, Twitch, and our new Discord server at Untitled Rest Pod. Awesome. 
As always, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week when we're talking about some Tyler Bate and Dave Mastiff horse fight action. Oh, yeah. See you next week. Bye. 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 You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.